This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking boxes. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, CNN is so butthurt, everybody. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, but they really are. They actually just showed a cutaway of, of pathetic Jim Acosta trying to answer a question or ask a question. Uh, at, at the White House of the press secretary and being and showed him being ignored. <laughs> well, Jim Acosta, you just got a, a healthy dose of what Fox News had to deal with last eight years from Team Obama. What are you complaining about? You didn't jump to Fox's defense when this was the normal treatment and besides fox was eminently uh or massively more fair to the former occupant of the oval office than you have been mr acosta to this current administration just saying we'll have more on that coming up here on the salcedo show folks uh telephone numbers 888-933-93-888-900-3393 i always like talking to the ghost gunner man and I meant what I said. I looked on their website and I saw basically you could assemble your own AR-15 and buying their their equipment to make your own AR-15 right around the same price for a high-end AR-15. And then then once you have the, I, th- I think the uh, the unit was 250 bucks. Once you have that, then you can, you can mill as many AR-15s as you want for your own personal use. You can't mill it for other people. But uh, in that way, you can order. I know I'm going to get into the weeds for some of you who are not gun owners, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert, but the only way you can you can assemble your own AR-15 right now is if you order the lowers, which is the, the what makes what basically the gun is ordering the lowers that already have a serial number engraved on it, and you can only do it through a licensed dealer, gun dealer. When you order an 80% lower, which is mean it's it's not all the way milled, you have to do some other things to it, which is what the ghost gunner apparatus helps you complete, uh, there's no serial number. The government has no idea that you have a gun, and, and to be quite frank, it's none of the government's business. It is, you have a Second Amendment right of self-defense. To be, the right to bear arms. And it's none of the government's business what you do with it. And none of these busybodies on one particular side of the aisle's business what you do with it. Um, now, that is unless until you, you break the law, then you should have the full weight of law come down upon your head. Um, but for those of you who are law-abiding, restrictions ought not be put in place for the law-abiding. All right, uh, let's start off. Uh, and I told you that the, the rhetoric is getting heated once again from the, the so-called tolerant folks to the left. Here's Paul Ryan earlier today saying that he's excited that the Senate is working on the Obamacare repeal. 
We're very pleased, actually, the Senate's moving forward on health care reform. Obamacare is in the middle of a tailspin. It li the law is literally collapsing before our eyes. They'll have lots of amendments. It's going to be um, a lengthy legislative process, but I'm very excited that the Senate's taking it up. Yeah, I'm excited, too, about that. Uh, now, I say that with reservation because what if this thing is just another Obamacare light, which is what I'm fearing it will be. The only thing that that gives me solace is that Ted Cruz is a part of these negotiations. Um, uh, the rest of them, not so much. Now, Bernie Sanders jumps on with CNN. And he now this the big criticism being leveled by the intolerant left, the hateful left, is that this Senate bill is being debated in secret, is being debated by behind closed doors. And I said this this morning, an earlier version of the Chris Salcedo show, and I was very happy to be backed up by Sean Spicer, that the Democrats have already pledged. They don't want anything to do with anything that repeals Obamacare. If I've heard him say it once, I've heard him say it a million times. So why the hell would they be involved in this? You can't sit there and say, I don't want anything to do with the repeal of Obamacare, and then also complain and moan that you're not part of it. And then here comes Bernie Sanders, admitting he, he has never seen the bill, but encouraging Democrats to oppose it. So let me get this straight. The socialist senator from Vermont wants Democrats to oppose something before they've even read it. Which is par for the course for Democrats because that's how they passed Obamacare. They voted yes for Obamacare without even reading it. Mr. Sanders. Jake, I think that the Democrats of the Congress should do everything possible, A, to defeat that legislation, which is, again, to my mind, unspeakable it's unspeakable i haven't seen it but in my mind it's unspeakable says bernie sanders the socialist from vermont you know if i were jake tapper i would have stopped him wait a minute didn't you just go through saying you hadn't seen it did you haven't seen this bill? nobody's seen this bill what are you talking what are you talking about but no jake tapper uh <laughs> didn't have the the gumption or the desire to interrupt the socialist senator from vermont how do you throw 23 million people off of health insurance and at the same piece of legislation give tax breaks to the wealthiest folks in this country yeah about that business uh that is very close to a lie the implication is is that here's this big beautiful entitlement that the liberal democrats have given to america and the republicans want to take it away from you of course, we all know that this so-called entitlement is, well, it is an entitlement. This entitlement is doing immense damage to the country. But this is what progressives rely on. Uh, individuals getting addicted to this. Oh, I I'm do that. I'm owed that. So this idea that 23 million people will be thrown off of their health care. No. That was actually what the implementation of Obamacare did. Uh, I think it was over six to six to eight million people thrown off their health care plans because Obamacare wouldn't allow those health care plans to exist anymore. That's what the Democrat plan did. Now, what this plan is going to do, it's going to give you the it's going to give you the choice to have health care or not. If you if you don't want it, you don't have to have it. So naturally, there are going to be millions of Americans, and Bernie Sanders knows this. He's not a stupid man. He's just a socialist. 
He's just a disingenuous, wrong-headed socialist. Who, by the way, I agree with uh, many of the problems he's identified, where we are light years apart, is the solutions to those problems. But at any rate, there are going to be millions of folks who say, well, I do not want to opt in to government-run health care. Or I don't want to opt in for health care. Now, right now, they have no choice. Because Democrats and Bernie Sanders say the government is going to force you to buy this. We're going to force you to buy it. And when people are given, once again, a choice, once the proper balance between citizen and government is restored, whereas it's we, the people who tell government what to do and not the other way around, once that's restored, then some people are going to say, well, I, I don't, want to, don't want to buy health insurance right now. And they're going to have that choice. And that's what the 23 million business is all about. It's completely disingenuous of Mr. Sanders. That has got to be defeated. But second of all, as you've indicated, we have an insane process. Insane. Here you have legislation which deals with one-sixth of the American economy. That's the health care situation. And there are Republicans who haven't even seen this legislation, and certainly no member in the Democratic caucus has. What kind of process is it? Well, what kind of process is it? It's similar to the process that you Democrats had done when you shoved Obamacare down our throat. You should be intimately familiar with this process, Bernie Sanders. Because Republicans weren't allowed to make amendments to Obamacare. Republicans weren't allowed to to give their input on Obamacare. Your party, Mr. Sanders, the Democrat Party, which is actually increasingly becoming not your party as you are a socialist and uh, the mainstream Democrat Party is not. They're just maybe uh, leftists or extremist liberals. But... uh, Uh, You should be intimately involved with shutting the other party out because that's precisely what your party did when Obamacare was being debated and passed, Mr. Sanders. That when you deal with an issue that impacts tens of millions of people in this country, Republicans don't even have the guts to allow it to go to a committee where we can have an open hearing, where questions can be asked. It seems to me that what they want to do, because this legislation is so bad, is keep it secret, keep it hidden, and in the last possible second, rush it before the mm-hmm. Senate and get a vote within a few hours. Jake, I... Th- well, okay. Then don't vote on Don't vote yes on it if you look at it and find out that it's not any good, Mr. Sanders. I mean, uh, they may be rushing this but nobody says you have to vote for it and you're already pledging you haven't even seen it you're already you're already pledging to vote no what and, and your democrat party has already said you don't want anything to do with this thing so what is it bernie sanders you see what folks what bernie's really ticked off about is that he doesn't have the ability as the republicans are working on this to sabotage it and to undermine it and to badmouth it. That's what he really is. Want, that's what he, what he wants the ability to do. And there will be plenty of time for that after it's unveiled. As a matter of fact, Bernie Sanders and his ilk, they're not even waiting for it to be unveiled. They're already badmouthing it. And they have no earthly idea what's in it. That ought to tell you how credible their voices are. Which is to say, they're not. Because they're based on partisan politics and not facts. Which is kind of kind of a a definition for the Democrat Party, is it not? Based on rhetoric, not facts. Back in a minute with Elizabeth Warren, Focahontas on the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. You're listening to 
The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Some listener feedback from a guy named Frank. Please stop pushing the lie. Citizens do not have a Second Amendment. In fact, they do not have a Constitution at all. Only privileges granted by the government. As you know, granted privileges can just as easily be taken away. The proof of what I can say can be found in a book given to the House and the Senate titled The Constitution of the United States Analysis and Interpretation. This book states the truth. This can also be read in the 14th Amendment where it is stated that uh, to be a citizen, you must be subject to the jurisdiction owned by the government. Chattel, please stop pushing the lie. Thank you, Frank. Uh, No, Frank, what you're uttering is the lie. That's what uh, some people of ill repute in the government want you to believe. That this government isn't predicated of, by, and for the people. Um, So there you go. Sorry, but Frank, you are wrong. I think you want to get into the mindset that you are supposed to be the one in charge, not those individuals up in government. We did not cede to them this control. And Americans do not consign themselves, real Americans, do not consign themselves to being controlled. Real Americans don't do that, Frank. Venezuelans do. Cubans do, even though they have much of a choice. Socialist Europe does. Americans don't. That's what makes us special, you see. So, just keep that in mind, Frank. I will not stop pushing the truth. It is the fact that you believe government is in charge. That's the lie, sir. That's the lie. Elizabeth Warren deciding to use some scare, tactic, uh, scare tactics about the private sector in healthcare. After government has screwed up healthcare, again, this is part of the Democrats abandoning the uh, <laughs> this notion of the kumbaya moment, this unity that they said was uh, was there. It's gone. I think it's beyond cowardly. I think it's actually very strategic on their part. I think they've decided that, look, they know which side their bread is buttered on. They know what the Koch brothers want them to do and a handful of other giant corporations. Class warfare, blah, 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 blah. Billionaires. To turn our political system into something where they can say up is down, in is out. 
up is down, in is out. Uh, folks, you know the Salcedo Show axiom that states that it, liberals and progressives project qualities on others that they themselves have in abundance. She's just she just described the last eight years of the resident Obama. Up is down, left was right. It was completely bass backwards. America would slap our allies in the face and give our taxpayers money to our enemies. That th- that was the complete backward way of doing things, where American citizens are killed by communist regimes and there's no response. Where Russia invades our allies that we promised to aid and we didn't aid them. That was the old way of doing things under Barack Obama. He's the one that made up, down, and left, right, and inside, and out. So, again, these, these extremist progressives like, like, like Focahontas here, Elizabeth Warren, she is projecting, immensely projecting. Over is under, and Which, be able to sell it and not have to pay any price at exactly. all for the harm that they have inflicted on millions of people across this country. Which, uh, not to point out the obvious, folks, but I'm sorry, Elizabeth, your uh, your law is currently running things. Your law is the one that's doing harm. Obamacare is doing harm to this country, immense harm, uh, over 100 percent increases in in some places, 200 percent increases in premiums since your law, Elizabeth Warren, Obamacare. Went, in, uh, went into effect 2013 to 2017, just over the last four years. A 200% increase. You promised something else, Elizabeth Warren. You promised a savings for the average family of four. You promised they could keep their doctors and keep their plans. You broke those promises, madam. You are the one who screwed up health care. These corporations didn't screw it up. You did that. You did. Look in the mirror. Again, here's, here's the projection. They're projecting onto corporations what government screwed up. Now, Sean Spicer addressed this whole idea that the Democrats are peeing themselves. We're not involved. We're not involved. We want to be involved. After saying they weren't going to be involved. Okay. They said, we're not going to be involved. And now they're whining that they're not involved. They're not being included. Well, Sean Spicer addressed this today at the briefing. I think we wanted to be part of the process back then. If you look at what you, you look at what Senator Schumer said both in February to a MoveOn.org or, or call, uh, where he said that you know we're, no one's going to be no Democrats going to go near this, and what he said in a letter in uh, May 9th that he said that no Democrats would be part of an effort uh, that would repeal Obamacare. So they have chosen to take themselves not to not make themselves part of this process. Uh, there is when Senator McConnell brings the bill forward, I'm sure that there'll be plenty of time uh, to have debate. It's the Senate. There's always plenty of time to debate. He's talking about uh, next week. Well, okay, but again, I'm not going to get ahead of, I'll let Senator McConnell determine the schedule, Senate schedule and run the Senate that he that he sees fit. Amen. But I, I think Spicer's on to something here. I mean, we have the sound bites. Chucky e. Schumer, we're not, if they want to abandon repeal, then we'll work with them. They're, they're, they're placing conditions on the majority. And majority said, screw you, we're repealing this. If, if you want to get in to the discussion on repeal, more power to you. Oh, by the way, here's C-SPAN really quickly as we go to break. Our Democratic colleagues to join us in 
as part of this rescue mission to protect the millions of people for whom Obamacare has been a disaster, with uh, premiums going up 105 percent since 2013. Many people have deductibles that render their insurance essentially unusable. So- it's John Cornyn from Texas, and this is being played on C-SPAN 2 as we are talking right now. As the Republicans basically saying the Democrats said they didn't want to be any part of this. And now they're they're moaning and complaining that they're not being made a part of it. Up next, we'll deal with the basket of bias press and Jim Acosta from CNN. His caterwauling yesterday and the response from the White House today. Back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Back to the mailbag uh, from Dennis. Hey, I listen to you daily, and I may have missed any comments, but it's amazing to me that I don't hear anyone asking, what the hell was Rod Rosenstein thinking? (laughs) It sounds like he acted independently and did something that would obviously drag out forever and do great harm to the president and the entire Republican agenda. It's like he's a deep state guy. Why is there no conservative backlash on him? Well, we talked to an FBI guy yesterday, Dennis, uh, about this very thing and asked, hey, should Rosenstein go and should uh, Mueller go? And he said, yeah, both. Bye bye. (laughs) Go. This makes no sense to a lot of people. Rod Rosenstein gets in, writes up this indicting document on Comey saying he ought to be fired. So Trump fires him. And uh, then all of a sudden, the special counsel, a couple of weeks later, is put into place to investigate the firing as possible obstruction. Huh? As if people go, I I don't get that. So uh, who knows? Uh, Now, just yesterday, though, it was expressed full confidence in Rod Rosenstein. Uh, Go figure. Go figure. By the way, before we uh, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, the Russians. Uh pledging to target any aircraft uh, from the United States or the coalition that cross a certain boundary flying around Syria. Today, uh, the Russians flew, an armed Russian fighter jet flew within five feet of a surveillance plane. Five feet. My only caution to Russia was be, is, is be careful. You don't have a pansy in the Oval Office anymore. You don't have an anti-American putz in the Oval Office anymore. You better be careful. Did you see did, did you see the effects of the Moab bomb in Syria? Did you see that? Russia? I would just I would if I see I have never bought this idea that that Trump is a Russian agent. By the way, Andrea Mitchell, what a rank hypocrite this woman is. Here she is yesterday on her program, Andrea Mitchell from NBC. Listen to this. Again, this is only one place where he's reluctant to go after Russia. Another is the fact that he uh, still resists acknowledging the Russian invasion of our uh, cybersecurity for our elections. Okay. 
So let, let me get this straight. Trump refuses to acknowledge the invasion of Russians' intrusion into our cybersecurity? <laughs> what? The, the last administration, Andrea Mitchell, may I remind you, sweetheart, uh, the last administration was warned by the Office of Management and Budget about Russia, about Iran, and about China's hacking of our national infrastructure. And uh, the, the leak, the OMB leak, uh, excuse me, that happened under Barack Obama. Donald Trump welcomed tech giants to the White House just yesterday, Andrea Mitchell. To, to have a conversation about how to update government computers that are still using floppy disks, you idiot. And Obama could have tackled this. Why didn't he? Oh, he was too busy fundamentally transforming America. And you want to talk about an invasion by the Russians? How about a real invasion of, of Ukraine, Andrea Mitchell? Why weren't you on Obama about the invasion of Ukraine? Our allies who we pledged to help if they gave up their nukes. And the last administration was nowhere to be found, Andrea Mitchell. Good grief, woman. Now, I think what she was driving at was uh, that the Trump administration refuses to talk about the fact that Russians tried to influence our elections. I think that's, I think that's widely accepted they did. But of course, as I have told you all before, that's nothing new. Since the Soviet era, they've been trying to influence our elections. They've even had sit down with high profile Democrats to undermine Republicans. Senator Ted Kennedy, Democrat. To undermine Ronald Reagan's reelection. So we know there's a long history of the Russians slash Soviets trying to influence American elections. Uh, that's your breaking news, Andrea Mitchell. Now, still. Uh. Sean Spicer was asked about this today. And uh, Jim Acosta, see, how am I going to set this up? Uh, Jim Acosta wasn't getting called on today. And he didn't get called on. And I'll, t I'll, I'll play for you why. We played a little bit of it yesterday. But I'll play it for you for a while. There's, there's a question here, and then there's a snarky little ill-informed question that comes after the question is asked and answered. And that comes from CNN's Jim Acosta, the leader of the basket of bias, CNN's reporter. Now listen to this. This is a question being asked of uh, Sean Spicer about Trump's belief that the Russians hacked or hacked. But see, they got me doing it. That the Russians tried to influence our election. Uh, just very plainly, uh, a yes or no answer. Does President Trump believe that the Russian government interfered in the 2016 elections? I, I think I have not sat down and talked to him about that specific thing. Obviously, we've been dealing with a lot of other issues today. I'd be glad to touch base. Oh, interfered. Does, so what does that mean? Now, I know they tried to influence it. I think that's, but were they successful? Were they successful? Remember, the Russians had already believed all of the left-wing polling that Donald Trump was going to get trounced by the inevitable Hillary Clinton. And documents have already shown that Russia said that they believed Hillary Clinton was going to win. That's why they were trying to undermine her, because she would come in damaged. That's the, that was the realization the Russians were operating under the same realization that the, uh, not realization, but the same data that the basket of bias press was putting out there. Russia was 
laboring under those same misconceptions. So we know we know what Russia's agenda was was to damage who they what they thought was going to be a president Hillary Clinton. Generally speaking, I mean this conversation about Russian interference in our elections, there's 16 uh, intelligence agencies that say that they did. Uh, the former FBI director said that without a doubt the Russians. I understand. I've seen the reports. Uh, does the president share uh, those views? I, I have not sat down and asked him about his specific reaction to him, so I'd be glad to touch base and get back to you. Yeah. Didn't he say it was fake news, Sean? Jim Acosta, you pathetic twit. <laughs> Turn the president down with fake news. Oh, by the way, he didn't get called on today. And I'll, I'll, I'll play for you why. But there's Jim Acosta in the background. Turn the president down with fake news. I mean, what are you in high school, Jim Acosta? Are you in high school? What the hell's the matter with you? that it was fake news no i think what the president said was fake news is that the russians had a bearing on the outcome of the election i think what he saw it as uh, thought as fake news was the fact that he colluded with russians to to influence the outcome of this election that's what he considered fake news jim acosta are you that dense and biased against this president and so in the tank and up the rear end of Hillary Clinton that you can't that you can't even make a fair characterization. But you could see you, you should have seen Jim Acosta's body language, folks, during the press briefing. He was sitting there like a little boy. And just you know, looking around, he was kind of slumped over. He looked like a little pouty child. Jim Acosta. Now, this is the reason why he didn't get called on today. Now. The White House didn't say this. I'm just speculating. But here was Jim Acosta yesterday after the White House didn't have a didn't have a press briefing, a traditional press briefing yesterday. So the White House press secretary is getting to a point, Brooke, where he's just kind of useless. Oh, the press secretary is useless. Is it any wonder why you didn't get called on Jim Acosta? You know, if he can't come out and answer the questions and they're just not going to do this on camera or audio, why are we even having these briefings or these gaggles in the first place? Is um, he not having it, conversations it, it, with the president about simple questions like climate change? Do you <laughs> Brooke, hold on, wait a minute, this gets better. I think he just simply doesn't know. Why isn't he having, having those conversations with the president? It, it's a really good question, Brooke, and it's a question that I would ask. But- <laughs> Of course, because, you know, poll after poll after poll shows that man-made global warming is really low on Americans' priority list, but it's really high on CNN's and Jim Acosta's list. So they'd ask that. You see, th- these folks aren't out there asking questions on behalf of the American people. They're out there asking on behalf of their ideology and their own personal aggrandizement so they can go to cocktail parties and be patted on the back. Look, I got, I got Donald Trump. I talked to him about a climate change question and he didn't, he didn't have an answer. <laughs> These people are in high school. CNN is a joke. But unfortunately, at this White House, we wouldn't have the video or the audio to show you the answer <laughs> uh, to that question. because. <laughs> Well, you see, what, what Acosta's ticked off about is that CNN is a, is a television show, of course, and is a television channel, and they need visuals on TV. And when there's only audio or there's only print available, they have to get on the air as a bunch of talking heads, and they have to blah, 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 blah. And it's not, it's not good eye candy. 
I used to be in TV. I know, folks. This is how they think. They've got to have audio and video so they can slam and show how superior they are. Mr. Acosta loves to include himself in the questioning. Um, uh, there are some, and I, I worked with reporters like this, who always had to include themselves in what they call a stand-up when they had pre-recorded pieces where you'd see the reporter saying, I'm here, blah, 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 and then blah, 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 and then toss to something else, and you'd see them cut away to a different shot. I, when I, and of course, th- this is where I worked. I worked in a uh, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, a rather, a rather large television market, and we only had a buck 15 to tell a story, one minute and 15 seconds. So it's like the people know what I look like. I, I stand up at the beginning and I wrap up at the end. They don't need to see me in the middle of the story. So more often than not, I will let the story speak for itself, and I wouldn't inject myself into to the story. Jim Acosta is not one of those guys. As much as you can see him... <laughs> On his stories, he's in there. Um, anyway, I, I think that's more of a function of his liberalism than it is his uh, his journalism, but uh, that's just me. As of, of the stonewalling that we're getting over here at the White House, that's the White House behind me. Yeah, that's the, he's indignant. That's the White House behind me. Were you this indignant, Jim Acosta, when Barack Obama uh, gave Fox News the middle finger what, sitting down, what, three interviews during his entire eight years? Were you, were you this upset when Fox News was denied access to the Obama White House? Uh, Jim Acosta, were you this upset when Hillary Clinton didn't hold a press conference? During her, what was it? It was almost a year she didn't hold a press conference. Remember? Well, we talked about it. Fox talked about it. But Jim Acosta couldn't. Couldn't be uh, bothered to do a stand-up and say, you know, she's running for the White House, and why she's not talking to reporters, I just... Da-da-da. No, Jim Acosta didn't do that. Just saying, folks, learn to watch these people with a critical eye and understand the biased liberal hacks they are. Back in a minute, we'll wrap up the show. The Salcedo Show on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Salsi Salcedo, the liberty-loving Latino. It's so hot brown is the new green. It's so hot I cut the pants off my pantsuit. It's so hot squirrels are icing their nuts. It is hot out there, and I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about, did you guys see the temperatures out, out west? They, as a matter, it's it's so hot. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, it's so hot. Oh come on, Ellie! You don't even know that bit. I mean, come on! That's as old as I say. Was I supposed so, to say something? Yes, yeah, I say it's so hot, and you say how hot? How is, hot is it, Chris? See, if you got to explain it, then it's, it takes the the whole thing. No, it's so hot. <laughs> That uh, some planes that don't do well in high temperatures can't take off in that part of the country. It's that bad. It's it's that hot. I called a fr- uh, a relative of mine 
out in uh, a place called the Imperial Valley out in Southern California, El Centro, that area. 113, that was Sunday. They're looking at temperatures in the Arizona area. Hold on, I want to make sure I get this right. I mean, uh, I heard as high as 120 degrees. I want to make sure I have this right. Uh, Forecast for the nation temperatures. Um, It's it's somewhere in the high teens uh, over there in Arizona. And let's see, 10-day forecast. I don't want the nation's capital for, I should say, USA. At any rate, yeah, it, it, is, it is dang hot. And it's so hot out there that, that planes can't even take off. It's that bad. Now, if you guys are listening to me in some of those areas, you guys know the drill. Uh, fluids, stay shaded. Don't, uh, you know, don't overexert. I'm, I'm reverting back to my old weather forecasting days. But uh, if, if you... Uh, don't have access to an air conditioning. You got to find those places in town that are what they call cool spaces. Not not to be not to be mistaken with safe spaces. No, no, no. You don't want to go to a safe space uh, if you're a conservative. They might kill you there. <laughs> All right. You got to survive the heat. You wanted to survive liberals either. Okay. So don't don't do that. All right, folks. Uh, stay safe out there. And we have much more coming up tomorrow. We'll have the results from Georgia's sixth congressional race the special election out there and remember society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government but rather how much power is reserved for we the people have a grand day everybody see you tomorrow this is the chris salcedo show part of the next generation of talk radio this is the blaze radio network <laughs>